Hello everyone, I am Christine and welcome to Reading with Christine Figs. I am so happy you are here with me today. In today's episode, I want to talk about my most recent read, The Sign for Home by Blair Fell. The book's description goes like this. Arlo Dilly is young, handsome, and eager to meet the right girl. He also happens to be deaf-blind, a Jehovah's Witness, and under the strict guardianship of his controlling uncle. His chances of finding someone to love seems slim to none. And yet, it happened once before, many years ago, at a boarding school for the deaf. Arlo met the love of his life, a mysterious girl with onyx eyes and beautifully expressive hands, which told him the most amazing stories. But tragedy struck, and their love was lost forever. Or so Arlo thought. After years trying to heal his broken heart, Arlo is assigned a college writing assignment which unlocks buried memories of his past. Soon he wonders if the hearing people he was supposed to trust have been lying to him all along, and if his lost love might be found again. No longer willing to accept what others tell him, Arlo convinces a small band of misfit friends to set off on a journey to learn the truth. After all, who better to bring on this quest than his gay interpreter and wildly inappropriate Belgian best friend? Despite the many forces working against him, Arlo will stop at nothing to find the girl who got away and experience all of life's joyful possibilities. (laughs) So I received this book as an advanced reader's copy, which is a statement I never thought I would say. (laughs) And I really enjoyed it for so many reasons. So let's dive in. First and foremost, you will fall a bit in love with Arlo, our main character. You can't help it. I'm talking beautiful familial love that will make you willing, or I'm sorry, make you, yeah, make you willing to throw yourself in front of a bus for him. Is that dramatic? Absolutely, but I don't care. He feels like a little brother who is sweet, stubborn, full of so much emotion and sees the world so clearly sometimes that it shocks you a bit. Which brings me to the next reason why I enjoyed this book so much. It was the first time I had read a book from the perspective of a deafblind person, and I learned so much about his world and the world of his interpreters. Truthfully, I have never really given much thought to the experience of those who are deaf or blind, except to selfishly think about how I would react if I suddenly find my, found myself in those shoes. However, when reading from Arlo's perspective and the perspective of his interpreter, Cyril, you take a small glance into their world, and it teaches you so much. It shows you what their world is like while keeping them incredibly human. You never feel like you're reading about what the deafblind people experience or what interpreters struggle with. You're reading a great story where the characters happen to be these things. I never felt like I was in a classroom and yet I learned so much, especially about the American Disability Act, sign language and its different forms, and the true purpose of an interpreter. It also taught me the level of trust and respect that needs to be held between what is referred to as the consumer, which in this case would be Arlo, and the interpreter. An interpreter can be your eyes, ears, or both in a world that is not fully equipped to help you, which makes my respect for interpreters skyrocket and truthfully my concern for the disabled even stronger. However, while reading this book, you're reminded that the disabled don't need our pity in any way. With the right tools, they are completely and absolutely capable of living a beautiful and fulfilling life. What they need from us is respect and allyship, to advocate for them whenever and wherever we can. Blair Fell does such an amazing job writing this book and really putting you in Arlo's shoes. Blair, having been an interpreter themselves for over 25 years before writing this book, really knows the ins and outs of this world and makes it so perfectly clear to see 
which was really beautiful. The first quarter, maybe third of the book moves a little slowly. And I now understand it's because Blair is building this world for us as a kindness. So we can understand Arlo's world fully. And that is because once it picks up, holy crap, does the story pick up. I read the first, I'm sorry, the rest of the book in one sitting because I couldn't put it down. Towards the end, I was on the edge of my seat racing through the pages to see how this story would turn out. And I was not disappointed. In the end, Arlo knew exactly what he needed to do for himself and those he loves. All he needed was for someone to say it out loud for him. This book is really well written and I hope you will pick up a copy for yourself. So I've added it to my Reading with Christine Figgs online shop. Link is in my bio and if you're interested. And if you read it, I would love to know what you think of it. So now on to the art portion of this episode. The Principles of Pleasure is a three-part documentary series on Netflix. And its quick, quick description goes like this. Sex, joy, and modern science converge in a celebration of women's pleasure and puts stubborn myths to rest. Yeah, after watching it, I can tell you that's exactly what this documentary does. The episodes break down to episode one titled Our Bodies, episode two, Our Minds, and episode three, Our Relationships. The documentary was recommended to me by Sarah and Harold, and I loved it. But truthfully, there wasn't much I didn't already know thanks to experience, a monthly subscription to Cosmo during my late teens and early 20s, and honestly, just my natural curiosity. But it was still incredibly informative. I also really loved how conversational everything was. It felt like a group of well-informed and educated girlfriends got together to talk about sex, which is honestly something that needs to happen more often in our society. I also love the questions they asked their speakers because it really showed how common some issues and confusions are to all of us, but also that we're all searching for the same thing, or at least that we should be. Pleasure. I definitely recommend watching it. But it also reminded me so much of the book Pleasure Activism, The Politics of Feeling Good by Adrienne Marie Brown. I read it about two years ago after I walked into Montana Book Company, which is my favorite independent bookstore. And Chelsea, the owner, saw me and yelled out, oh, do I have a book that you need to read? <laughs> Let me tell you, that book was a great conversation about pleasure and its importance in our lives, something we don't always realize. It taught me so much about myself and the world of pleasure around us all. I've also added that to the Reading with Christine Figgs online shop because I highly recommend it for anyone who's interested in taking their conversation and education of pleasure to the next level. All right, my friends, thank you for spending some time with me and listening to me chat. I hope you've enjoyed it. And until next time, I hope you read. And if you can't, because that's just how life goes sometimes, I hope you enjoy some art in whatever form you find it. Because when life gets difficult, it is art in all of its many forms that can hold us, heal us, and give us hope. I love you all. Happy reading.